Hello everybody and welcome to the 61st episode of the Alien vs Predator Galaxy podcast. This is your regular host Corporal Hicks, aka Aaron Percival in the real world. And joining me are usual partners in crime, Rich Stop. Hello again everyone. And Xenomorphin. I apologise if I sneeze, I've got a cold. Well, okay. Great intro there. <laughs> That's me, encapsulated. <laughs> and joining us today is a special guest... Uh, you'll be very familiar with this voice if you watch um, Alien or Predator or general, you know, movie nerdy uh, videos on YouTube. And it is Nick. Oh, I thought you were going to say a few the movies. I'm like, I wasn't in any of them, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Nick, thank you for joining us today. Yeah. What's your YouTube channel called exactly? I'm from Websites Hybrid or... Network. That's so if you guys it. are familiar with them, yeah. And you are the chief? content editor yeah just look at all the content make sure that we're doing things good and i come up with all the new designs and editing and stuff like that so and you you generally cover the alien and predator stuff don't you yeah i'm pretty much the only one i mean the other guys like you know they know it and stuff but i i don't think they're like as into it as me so and uh, hybrid network is obviously one of the the big sort of movie uh, uh movie channels i guess on youtube really aren't you I'd like to think we are. <laughs> That's why I tell myself every day. I know. Um, and is also, if you are a member of our community, is also on our boards as who's Nick, aren't you? Yes, I'm on the forums there. You can see me arguing with the the Ridley fanboys. No, <laughs> uh, I think that, that everyone hates me now. Damn. Okay. Controversial. It's all right. I think fandom's pretty much split down the middle at the minute. Anyway, <laughs> just a little. Uh, you know what? I think we did a poll on um, on the prequels or on the Alien Five thing at one point in the past. <laughs> it was literally about fifty fifty. Yeah, that wow. bad. Mm. We are in the Promethean era. Of well, there was there was another one that we did on the forums as opposed to the front page, and it yeah. was also fifty fifty. Well, you just did a poll recently, right, on the front page about uh, Requiem because it's the ten year. Uh... Yep. That, that's that's the current live one at the minute. Yeah, yeah that I one's a little a five less. Out of five on that one. So that one's a little less fifty-fifty. <laughs> oh. <No. laughs> Here we are. I, yeah. found, I found the history page. Um, so the current winner on the Requiem poll, as of recording, is uh, zero out of five. At oh 20, man. At twenty-six percent. Oh, I'm on the opposite end of that spectrum, so I, I guess I'm in the minority <laughs> or something, man. Well, it's closely followed by two out of five at twenty-two percent. Next up is 1 out of 5 at 17%, <laughs> then 3 out of 5 at 16%, 5 out of 5 at 9%, and 4 out of 5 at 10%. Hey, I recognize the movie's flaws. I gave it a 4 out of 5. <laughs> I was going to say, that was your vote. Okay, I, I, found, I found the poll I was on about. So, uh, what film would you rather see next? Neil Blomkamp's or Ridley Scott's Alien Covenant 2? Neil Blomkamp wins it by 51%. Wow. It's Brexit all over again. <laughs> no politics on this show. <laughs> you know the rules. Just by knife edge. When we do have a new guest on the show, um, I do just like to hear a little bit of their uh, history with the with the series. Mm. So, Nick, you know, do you remember the first sort of times you saw Alien or Pred? And you know when uh, when you got involved with online fandom, what what maybe that? I mean right now it's all fuzzy, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think you know I grew up and my dad was obviously big into it. He actually had the 
original big trap toy from like the 70s or whatever it came out. Oh, I still have it too. So. Yeah, that, that thing's worth a bit these days. Yeah, and then I, I just watched the films. I think I started, he got me into them when I was like 10 or something. I started watching the Alien films and Predator and everything, so that's kind of how it all started. And I was always a big fan of it growing up. I had the Kenner toys too when I was growing up and everything, so it's always been kind of part of my fandom. I think that and like Star Wars, obviously, Jurassic Park and whatnot, so. So what about what what turned you on to online fandom? What turned you on to hybrid network? Because it's it's not easy work, is it? You know, it takes some dedication to do that kind of that kind yeah. of thing. So what I got involved with them 2014, and it's just kind of evolved over then. But I didn't really start doing the whole alien stuff until I want to say last fall, maybe around like October. I think when you guys started to ramp up all the stuff. I know one of the videos that one of the first videos I did, I think, was about like the neomorph information that you guys posted and stuff like that and i think it just all kind of spun out from there so okay cool what was the first one you saw cinema mm. was that an alien film predator film or have you been to see any of them at the cinema yet yeah i think the first one i saw was the first avp i saw both of those in theaters ah. so you're one of our generation are you yes that was my first one as well was the first avp mm-hmm. what did you think of it as it being your first big screen experience <laughs> back then i probably liked it i think and i still uh yeah it's i mean it's it's whatever now i think it's just kind of mm. meh i think i think we've all we've all mellowed out to it a bit more yeah back then it was probably like hype but you know now no, it's, no, yeah. he, he, it was it was, pretty, it, it, it was pretty disappointed by them for a lot of oh. people <laughs> yeah but yeah. you know i mean we did an episode on it two years ago last year i can't remember i think yeah i think it was really i think you did last year or something. Mm. and mm. you know we all ended up being like yeah we, we like it a bit better now kind really? of thing i yeah. think a lot of people these days they when i see people do um articles and videos or whatever they say i rewatched it because i in preparation to do this article the video this uh, video and they say better than i remember it so i think it's one of those things where if you haven't seen it for ages you go oh yeah actually that, that little moment i missed out on it was there's those little like lance henriksen's portrayal and that they go oh yeah actually it wasn't as completely bad as i thought mm. but people have their little favorite moments from it when they rewatch it again right and i've just realized we've already started off on a tangent and i haven't even we have <laughs> yeah what are what are we talking about this episode like yeah. you have any what are, what are we so before i get into that as well you know this is going to be our first released episode of 2018 we are recording it at the back end of 17 but you know it takes me more than a few days to edit these things um, time travelers yes. <laughs> um but <laughs> well i did joke at the end of one of the other uh, episodes that if you know if the disney news came out we'd probably have to do one on that and you know what it took a bit of convincing because i i, <laughs> I said to these guys when they were asking us i thought we talked about it enough on on the last one but you know what i think it still warrants a bit a bit more talk because we've learned some new things about the merger and there's personally i think there's been some comments in some of the press releases that give an indication of where the interests really do lie for disney in this merger that might be telling towards what how alien and predator will be treated when and if i suppose i should say if you know it might be confirmed but i'm sure ridgetop will get into a bit more about the uh 
the legalities of it all and going through Congress and whatever. I'm not a yank, so I don't really know the uh, the technical details of all that stuff. Well, UK uh, politicians have voice concern. Okay. Mm. Even then, I think I made it clear I don't really care about politics. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to rely on Ridge Top 2. Is that because uh, the Sky stuff? With it. Yeah, yeah I think that's they're part trying of it. to buy Sky, but yeah. I, I think this has been this selling off of assets has partly been done in order to smooth the way for that. So yeah, yeah, and there's been concerns about the monopoly stuff. So one theory is that they've you know jettisoned the TV and film stuff in order to say, hey, look, it won't be as much of a monopoly sort of thing. So right. that's that's I why think they that's couldn't. Probably yeah. That's why they couldn't give them um, Fox Sports, because Disney already has ESPN. So, um, we'll also talk a little bit about some new Alien 5 concept art uh, that I, I'm probably going to bring into the Disney discussion mm-hmm. anyway. And I also want to just talk about the Alien Covenant 2 cancellation rumour that's going around the internet at the minute. Mostly because I feel a sense of uh, responsibility for this wild fucking fire that's got completely out of hand. Yeah, you started that, man. Jeez. Hey, what no. have you done? <laughs> I didn't start the rumour. I I found the info. It's different. <laughs> Reported on yeah. it. There's a footnote, goddammit. A footnote. But yeah, okay, so uh, Ridgetop is the, uh, the clued in one. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the you know, the merger and what's happened? I am? <laughs> yeah, well, um, <laughs> so <laughs> so this deal... Uh, is the film franchises from Fox, specifically 20th Century Fox, even though the wider media company is actually called 21st Century Fox, interestingly enough. And so uh, Rupert Murdoch, who has owned Fox since, like, what, the 50s or something? See, Fox used to not be owned by News Corp. And then Rupert Murdoch, uh, owner of News Corp, bought uh, 20th Century Fox. And, um, you know, it, it... I think he's been pretty hands off in terms of ownership of that studio. Uh, there's executives beneath him that, that kind of handled all that. And so really, I mean, everyone's got a price, right? And this was like what? $54 billion. Like this is a unheard of massive merger, massive media merger. And so it's going to have to face some potential antitrust, uh, hearings in, Congress, probably, both in Congress and Parliament. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, they've, they've made the deal official, but the deal is not concrete. It still has to not go finalized. through. finalized. Right. It still has to go through a bunch of legal hurdles that could take upwards of a year, at least. And even then, Disney has leased the Fox lot for seven years, the Fox Studio lot. Although, um, Rupert Murdoch has maintained ownership of that. So after those seven years... Uh, it's very likely that he could use that for separate venture and it would no longer be the Fox lot. And and I think that's really the big question is whether 20th Century Fox will continue to exist as a brand under Disney, kind of like Touchstone Pictures or Miramax existed, owned by Disney, but operated as their own separate studios. I think, Nick, it was you that pointed it out to me, was that they Disney had confirmed that... Uh, what was it? Um, Searchlight and shit. What's the other one they own? Fox Two Thousand. Yeah, they're gonna remain in business pretty as, much as so. their own entities, but probably not Twentieth Century Fox. Is that right? Well, it's still up in the air, but those were directly like drop name dropped during the 
press conference after the announcement, so... As being kept on as their own things. Yeah. Okay. And I, I hope that's really the case, because, I mean, 20th Century Fox is, is really iconic in the history of of um in terms of the you know, the fanfare and the logo and all that. It's very widely recognized, so I think it would be foolish for, for Disney to not take a little bit of advantage for that, especially with the more adult films and more independent films uh, that could be put under that banner. Well, even mm. even then, you know, I think the knee-jerk reaction, and I probably said this last time, the knee-jerk reaction to this news is that, oh no, they're going to dumb down Alien and Predator and make them kiddified and PG-13. And, cause no. Dis- you know, because Disney's not going to put them out. Um, but, you know, it's important to remember that Disney have owned, um, you know, production companies like Touchstone, like you mentioned, um, that have put out adult content. You know, oh, yeah. they, they owned Miramax, which put out... Uh, Dimension? Dimension films, yeah, that was generally specifically horror as well, weren't it? Yeah, you only have to ask yourself, would Disney put out a Hellraiser sequel? Well, yeah, they have. Would Disney put out a Halloween sequel? Yeah, they've already done this. Because they've owned things that are subsidiaries, but you just don't mentally link them with Disney because Disney keeps their Disney title squeaky clean, but release it through other things they own. So technically they are, you don't realize it, but those things are owned by Disney. Well, they no longer technically Disney stuff, but they, they say, right, that stuff will release through this thing we own. They no longer own Miramax, if I'm correct. I don't know if they yeah, still. Yeah, they sell that off. Yeah, I don't know 2012, about, I think. I don't know about Touchstone. No, that's been sold off too. Mm. And a lot of what I've read in articles about this is, my first reaction was, oh, they want Avatar, you know, they want X Men. Mm. But really, there's there's a bigger goal in mind here, and that is the future of cinema releases, which I think it's going to be less and less uh, going out to the movie theater. I mean, that's still always going to be there um but i think the future is really online and streaming movies as you've seen with netflix's recent release uh bright which was like a 90 million dollar movie released on a streaming service and it's gone over really well with viewers of of the film yeah. and i think disney sees the the future is streaming services and they want to complete compete with oh, yeah, amazon yeah they yeah, want to compete with Netflix. People have mentioned this. Disney have got their, I don't know if it's come online yet or it's about to come online. Disney have got their own streaming service. And people have been pointing out that by this um, merger, this sale of Fox to Disney, what's happened is not only have they got Fox's entire back catalogue to immediately offer to consumers of their own streaming service, but they're able to take them away from competitors like Amazon and Netflix. So their competitors will no longer have access to that, but they've got access to the entirety of Fox's back catalogue. So I think even though people are talking about, you know, X-Men and Marvel and some of the rights that Fox has had to some of the Star Wars thing, I think that the streaming stuff is really what's one of the primary motivators for this sale. Right. And I think they don't have their own streaming service yet. I think they're planning on launching in, in yeah, 2019, launch, if yeah. I'm correct. They're, it's still in development. It's interesting. Disney has these phases where they try and appeal to more of an adult audience. It kind of happened with um, their last CEO. Uh, what was his name? Before Bob Iger. Who was it? The um, guy we don't remember. <laughs> Michael Eisner. <laughs> Michael Eisner. There we go. Oh, yeah. So there, there was a story. This, this is kind of with the Disney parks. He took his teenage son 
to one of the Disney parks and, and he was kind of bored. He's like, everything here is for kids. And that's when they tried to do uh, a few more attractions that would be considered more adult or teen friendly, like um, the, the Star Tours attraction. And they had one in Disney World called the Extraterrestrial Alien Encounter, which actually started development as an alien themed uh, ride. But apparently Disney's Imagineers were kind of horrified <laughs> at the idea of people <laughs> using virtual guns to shoot aliens while going through like an Astromo dark ride. So they, they, they got rid of the idea, but it came back later as a collaborative thing with George Lucas as this extraterrestrial alien encounter, uh, which it was awesome. Uh, I did that was a that lot. Bef- was that before the alien war thing in London? Um, I'm not sure when that around happened. the same time. Probably something. Yeah. If it was VR, sure. No, it wasn't it. VR, was it? No, I don't think it was. No, VR. I thought. I thought Ristop, you mentioned the. It well, it how wasn't it? VR. The idea um, was you would shoot like these these guns that would be connected to your ride vehicle. At, it was like Quasar, wasn't it? Right. So you're not like wearing a VR. It was like a laser, so laser, like a laser kind of detection. Thing. Right. Exactly. And and they did eventually use that technology later in attractions like um they have like a Buzz Lightyear attraction, which is pretty much what they were going to do with that, yeah. as well as a Toy Story attraction, which is which the is the Buzz same Buzz Lightyear thing. thing's awesome. Yeah, it's fun. I, the Toy Story one's a little bit more fun <laughs> in my opinion, but they actually did add the alien. Uh, to the yes. great movie ride in uh, formerly MGM Studios Park, Florida, which is now Disney Hollywood Studios. They just shut that down, unfortunately, um, which I mentioned in the last podcast. It's a bit of a bummer. I hate it when they do that. Like they turn the uh, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror in California into a Guardians of the Galaxy ride, which is well, like, you know what I mean, David says about creating things you must destroy. I know, but some things are classic. Like that would be like Disney getting rid of the haunted mansion. No, I I agree. I agree. They should have instead of getting rid of them, they should think in terms of upgrading them or modernizing right. them. Exactly. Like kind of like they did with Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. it's ironic that this has come when when you say about he took his son along, they wanted to give it a more of a teenage adult appeal, and yet that's the very thing which even before Ridley Scott was making Prometheus, he was and those comments have resurfaced recently that he was saying about oh well even Disney have included an alien, therefore it can't ever be scary. And it's kind of ironic that now Disney have literally purchased the owners of Alien. Now, right. Even though he saw that as a, and it's, it's, it's sort of like it all comes around. Yeah, it, it's pretty ironic. Uh, really, when I was getting into these franchises in my teen years, when I was younger, I never, ever would have imagined these as being eventually owned by Disney. So it's it's still no. kind of surreal to think about it. Um, now, if you look back at the old, um, some some of our listeners might not be aware of this, but back in the nineties when the Kenner action figures were, you know, doing big business. They were going to turn that into an actual Saturday night uh, morning cartoon. And there are some stills from how it would have looked back then. And now you can imagine that would be the kind of thing people are imagining <laughs> Disney are going to redo. Right. And that was the weird thing. It was it was a little more Operation savvy. Aliens. It was a little more like accepted in the 90s to have kids toys and kids shows based on R-rated properties. Like, didn't yeah. they have a show based on? Well, Starship Troopers is one of them, but uh-huh. they had... That was a great show. Yeah, it was. Roughnecks, for anyone who's not aware, definitely was check it out. Was that the CGI so. one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that was yeah. the same time um, 
Saturday morning shows went through like a brief phase of just doing CGI shows. And was it like <laughs> yes, it was Max Power? Was that another one of them, or mm. Max Steel, something like that? Things like that. They were all trying to do Johnny. The Johnny Quest came back. I remember yeah. that one. But yeah, so I, I I don't think Disney will do that. To be honest, I don't think Disney is going to treat it like they do with Star Wars, where they have like kids toys and stuff based on alien i don't think it'll go that far um as far as like an attraction in one of their parks maybe oh yeah Um, i can totally see them doing that yeah question then of what's going to happen to um fox world malaysia or whatever it was yeah yeah i've really been wondering about that because that uh, construction has been pretty slow on that and it was wasn't it dubai as well no, Dubai is. Uh, I think they're doing a Universal Park there. Well, uh, it, okay. Sure I think you're right. A, actually, there was an alien theme park that was either Malaysia. That, or that Dubai. was Mal- a, Malaysia. Yeah. Was definitely Malaysia. They, they were going to build the derelict. Yeah, there. yeah, Malaysia. Right. And construction on that is actually, it's been moving along slowly, but it's getting there. But that's also a big question mark. It's like, okay, you have this big branded 20th century Fox world. What's going to happen there? Is it going to turn into Disneyland Malaysia? Like, like, <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, I could imagine that. It's going to depend on how much they've already, I guess, already been sunk into it. You know, is it going to be cost effective for them to keep going and maybe just add a few Disney properties on there as well? Well, no, 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 because this wouldn't be Disney's money. This would have been Fox's money that has already been spent. Disney would now have to decide, are we going to continue with this? At at the moment, they haven't spent any money on it whatsoever. Even though Disney um, haven't come out and said anything, I mean, obviously there's not too much press on this. They, Fox is going to run as it normally does while this is in process for the next good while. Next year and half or so. Right. I don't think we have to worry about anything too soon, especially not with the Predator. Um, but after that, we'll see. Uh, the thing that gave me a lot of, uh, kind of eased my worries a bit, though, was when uh, Bob Iger was talking about Deadpool. And he says, we think there's room for R-rated properties like that. As long as our audiences know about it, then that should work just fine. Well, weren't there reports of um, people taking the kids to see Deadpool, just thinking that it was a yeah. Marvel movie and then complaining <laughs> that it was all <laughs> blood and gory? How did, wasn't it rated adult? It was, it was R-rated, David yeah. Yeah, but that. people uh, people are dumb. They don't. They don't check the details with those. <laughs> he things. looks like Spider-Man though, so they take their kids. Yeah, I remember Ryan Reynolds on social media just when that was being released, and he was he was doing his own like Photoshop things of like Deadpool is actually like a romantic comedy, and people were taking their well, girlfriends. Well, he, he to took see. to he took to Twitter after the merger again, and it showed like oh Deadpool he did yes. escorted out of out of a Disney park. Yeah, and he, he said, what was the slogan again? He's like, turns out it is illegal to blow. The Matterhorn. Yeah, blow the Matterhorn. <laughs> it was really <laughs> clever for a Deadpool thing. Yeah. So, and and that's another thing, and not to get into the superhero stuff too much, but but uh, X Men as well. You have this big pre-existing property. Are they just gonna kind of reboot it like they did with Spider Man, or are they going to try and merge uh, this X Men universe with? Oh no, that's the getting MCU. a hard reboot. I, I hope think not. they're gonna have. I think I think they're gonna have to. I think they should just. Keep they did it, it with Spider-Man separate. too. I think if you if you reboot X-Men and merge it with the MCU, the MCU will just be too damn crowded. I think they need to just keep X-Men as its own continuity. Well, remember that 
at the end of this um, end of Infinity Wars, the old uh, sort of crowds being phased out, aren't they? So yeah, like the Avengers are pretty much gonna their contracts are up, so they're gonna be out. And... Mm. Yeah, I mean they're gonna have Hugh Jackman is no longer after many announcements he's never gonna do that. I think right now he's he's saying nope, I'm definitely hanging up the Wolverine thing. So it's gonna be all new actors basically anyway. And the previous X Men ones have have been about like time travel rebooting it anyway. Mm. So there's not gonna be they're gonna be like a minimum of changes they'd have to do anyways. Yeah. And wasn't the whole point of this attempted Inhuman series to introduce you know X Men Light into uh, the MCU anyway? And, so. that, and they were doing a team thing as well that was going to be its own trilogy um, for some. Mutants. I forget what it was called. The New Mutants. Yeah, and that and that's and now the that's word is that Fox, they're going to release. Yeah, but yeah. they're going to release that, but it's no longer going to be a, a, a gateway to a new trilogy. They're just going to drop it as soon as it's released. Yeah. I think but the yeah. same goes with the Dark Phoenix thing as well. I think any movie that's already in pre-production or production is totally not going to be changed at all. Yeah, they've said as much. Yeah, well, they, like, like you said, Richard, they've got a year. So it's right. like, I mean, we're going back to the AVP stuff. The Predator is basically, I think they're in post-production now, basically. So it's, it's testing, so there's going to be, there's going to be post-production and reshoots potentially. Yeah, they might have to do some reshoots, but it'll be in, you know, it's it's all basically been spoken for. So that will essentially come out now. But that's, Disney, that's... it will be a, a Disney thing in, you know, they'll essentially own it. But that will be the litmus test. They'll probably release it as a Fox thing, and they'll put a little thing in the credits saying a Disney movie. But well, because that... it's already been paid for, it's already <laughs> been paid for. I just watched, um, I say just, uh, watched Star Wars a couple of weeks ago. What, The Last Jedi? Yeah, that does not start with the Disney branding at all. No, yeah. it's just Lucasfilm. Mm. But I just mm. realised we've been absolutely steamrolling over Nick. So, Nick, what's your take on you know, <laughs> on the future of, of oh, Alien? Yeah, I, uh, I agree. Yeah, it's... Gears uh... <laughs> <laughs> more than that, mate. Gears more than that. What's going to happen with it? I don't know. I think... Well, the thing that people are... I mean, it, there wasn't mentioned at all in any of their press releases. Like, they mentioned Avatar, Simpsons, you know, the Marvel stuff, but... They didn't mention Alien or Predator, so I don't think it's like part of their priority list at this point. I think if it ever happens again, it'll probably be years from now, and maybe maybe it'll go to their streaming service too, because there there was an article I think from THR that said that there's so many movies that are gonna be like as part of Disney's release calendar, they only want like big blockbusters actually in the theaters. So maybe something smaller like the New Mutants or whatever could go just straight to a streaming platform. So maybe that's where. Alien or Predator go? I don't know. Would you like that? I was thinking as well. Is... What, eh, maybe, but it would kind of. I don't know. I, I there's like an element of like going to a theater to see the movies. It's kind of cool, but I think we mentioned this last time when we were talking about the Disney acquisition. I said that we people have often talked about like a Colonial Marines TV series or whatever, and I could see. And I back then I said I could see Disney potentially doing something like this. With the streaming services and such, it's now, we know they have definitely bought Fox. It is now a viable proposition. They could do an Alien or Predator linked, or even an AVP, TV stroke streaming 
venture along those lines if they wanted to. The only reason I don't think they've mentioned Alien and Predator isn't because they're not financially viable. I think I said this on one of the forums that I think Disney know once they get around to this, which is probably going to be in a year's time when they seriously start to do this, they'll know like if they can throw enough money at James Cameron and if James Cameron agrees and Weaver agrees or whatever, <laughs> they'll know that's basically a license to print money. I think they know that the Alien and Predator franchises can be lucrative if they're treated right. The only reason I think they haven't put them in the press releases is firstly because they haven't got a game plan. They've they've been looking at this in terms of acquiring the Marvel stuff and Star Wars stuff and getting the stuff on the streaming service. Alien and Predator are nice bonuses, but they have not been factoring that in their business models so they need to come up with a plan of how they would approach it first they've probably been in the interim years thinking about well if we had the x-men if we had this stuff these rights for star wars we could probably do a a simultaneous release on home media blah 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 they have not been thinking in terms of well if we had alien if we had predator and the other thing is i think it's simply a a common sense business decision where they're shh because you've got to remember these press releases are not just for the media these are for their shareholders shareholders if you've got shareholders in you know disney they're probably keeping up with movie news and they will know say covenant it had that 70 percent big steep drop off in the second week and they will know there's been over the years although obviously it's not greenlit there have been over the years Ridley Scott is meant to be the lock-in for the next one. So they will be thinking, well, if we put this in a press release, our shareholders will probably be thinking of, oh, God, that's a financial (laughs) risk. And I'm not saying that because, you know, I hate Covenant or whatever. I don't. There are are things I liked in Covenant. There are things I didn't. But in terms of shareholders, they will be looking in terms of there was that 70% drop. Should we put this in a press release? And I think that's the only reason. They haven't got a game plan with it. And they're thinking in terms of financial risk. They don't want to put their fo- their shareholders on edge. No, but I, I think it's I something that. that they're going to be withhold. They're going to put it on the back burner. They're going to say they're going to get some people who know their onions, so to speak. And they're going to say, you guys, we're going to put you in a department in the back here. Come up with some proposals for us, whether it be streaming stuff, whether it be filming stuff. Think up some stuff we can do with it. Then we will, you know see if we can fast track it in a year's time but right now we're trying to sort out the legal stuff and that's the only reason i i think they've shied away from putting the press release i don't think (coughs) fandom needs to worry about will they do anything will they drop it or you know there is an option they could simply sell off the predator and alien license just as to i don't know warner bros or whatever but Disney being Disney, they are nothing if not focused on being a commercial success. And they will know that if Alien and Predator are treated right, they could be sitting on a gold mine. Whereas with Fox, they knew they were sitting on a gold mine, but they were treading water. And I think with Disney, they're going to be quietly moving all the chess pieces into position before they make any kind of comment on that because right. they are focused on something yeah and we need to see how well the predator does anyway yeah yeah that, i think that is the other thing they're waiting but even if the predator is a you know just say it's a flop i'm not 
make any, any predictions well. But say it was a flop, I think Disney being Disney, they would still have that um because it is a new situation, they've just bought it, I think they would still have a lot of um goodwill from fandom. And I think with Disney as opposed to Fox, Disney know that with pre existing fandoms like Alien, like Predator, as long as you can get hundreds if not thousands of websites and podcasts on board with you if they will reach out to fans because they know we will be their little hype machines so i I think they are just waiting so even if they wanted to even if the predator flops they know they would still have that goodwill they can reboot it all over again and they they know people will give them okay let's go with a new vision just to see what it's like i don't think it's like with fox where if the Predator flop, they do another reboot. They go, oh, I think fans this time will go, okay, that didn't do well. Let's see what Disney will do. Because it didn't originate with Disney. Disney has yet to put their toe in the creative waters, so to speak. And I think that's really the big question still is, you're right, you know, they the statements they have put out and the news that this has made has very much been in the framing of announcing this to shareholders that this has not been really talking about it to the public and alien and predator. While they are valuable franchises, I don't think Disney will let them collect dust on the shelf. You know, I think they will either do something with it themselves or they will sell it to another production company. Um, and, and that goes into the question, okay, is, is this going to be like a Miramax or touchstone situation where Fox continues to operate on its own? I think that's unlikely to be honest. I think they're going to use Fox searchlight and Fox 2000 for, for independent films and more artsy films and stuff. But for Disney cares about franchises. Um, and I think really this was about X-Men and avatar, mainly avatar because yeah. the sequels are finally in production. And the first one is still the biggest box office of all time. Uh, and Disney owns uh, an Avatar section of, of their park in Florida as well. So Disney cares about franchises almost a little too much, I might say. Um, you look at <laughs> yeah. you look at movies like Logan and Deadpool. Those movies were really risky for Fox. And I have to wonder if Disney would take those same kind of risks with well, their Alien Covenant was risky. Right, and I'll I'll admit that. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah dude, that was like a hundred million dollar gamble or something. Yeah, but they got like what fifty mil tax rebates on that one as well, so it wasn't. Well, well I it think was risky. In, was the gamble because a lot of people were thinking with Covenant, oh well, because I I think I I did I know we've mentioned this in one of the previous podcasts. We before Covenant got released, and now we know what the reception has been. We were saying, well, it's people this time around with we're hoping Ridley Scott has like learned his lessons. And then it <laughs> came out if- where the interview. Well, this is the thing that he did that interview recently where he's I don't know, one or two months ago, something like that. And he said, oh, yeah, I, I don't ever read what the reviews say. I don't ever listen to any criticism. Uh, at that point, I went, oh, fuck because when you we come back to the alien fire thing again but um at least with blomkamp here's that thing where he saw what the relief the reaction was to elysium and he says you know what i've identified what the problems are here are what i don't identify the problems as being and these are the things i'm going to actively make you know i'm going to make an active in 
attempt on avoiding in future. Whereas with Ridley Scott, he was saying, I don't bother reading any reviews, any criticism. I'm just going to steamroller ahead. And I think that's that was the problem with him. He, he if he we a lot of us were hoping he'd at least read some of the reviews so he would see what people didn't like and what people did like about Prometheus and you know like a fictional character he would grow but the problem is he says no um I forget what it was it was something like from the year Blade Runner was released he says no I don't ever bother to read reviews so to this day he's not aware of what people did and didn't like about Prometheus which was at the time we said it's either going to be improvement or it's going to be more of the same and I think a lot of people just made the verdict that it was like it or loathe it you know people like it or, or they don't it was more of the same as what prometheus had there weren't improvement it wasn't a different tone some many of the mistakes he repeated many of the highlights he repeated but there was no growth so i think yeah prometheus was more of the risk but it was if he does get that chance to go again, it will be more of the same because, again, he hasn't read any reviews. He doesn't know. Well, let, let's not go into a, uh, you know, a repeat. No, no, but, but, mm-hmm. but you know, when, when you talking about which one was the risk, I, I think it was more Prometheus. With Covenant, people, were, they either thought he was either going to learn from his mistakes or he isn't. That wasn't the gamble. They knew <laughs> what was going to happen. Well, let's move on from that. Let's. Um, you you mentioned Alien Five as well, and um, Blumkamp has <laughs> resurfaced in the uh, Alien. Yeah, where did he go? He like came out of nowhere and. He's been doing art. out studios. What he's been doing. So, uh, Nick, what do you make of him resurfacing and uh, sharing these uh, new concept art? He just saw the news. He's like, "Oh, Disney bought us." He's like, "Oh, you gotta." gonna put out some more artwork and get my name out there because didn't he like didn't someone tag him and we're like hey you should make the um if disney buys fox they should make your movie or something and yeah and yeah, he responded with lol <laughs> you know I, I i totally agree with you though i think this is all to get back in the in you know in the consciousness because <laughs> i honestly believe that the only the real reason that you know fox took him seriously with with the pitch initially, you know, with with moving forward with Alien Five initially, was due to the sheer generally overwhelming um, response to his concept yeah. art. Well, didn't he viral. have Sigourney with them too, or something? Or she definitely, like... yeah. Weaver was the one who a lot of people in now I think. Please keep in mind when you re- when you're listening to this podcast. Originally, Blomkamp's story was it was going to take account of Alien 3. It was not going to have Ripley. It was talking to Sigourney Weaver that changed it from a... I don't know if it is retcon, but it was going to be like an alternative history thing to Alien 3 somehow, and it was going to be the original Ripley. So anyone there who's going to reply, please keep in mind, do not blame him for that. She wanted him to do that, and she was like, "You know what? I'd I'd be totally on board to do this." So, and I honestly can't blame yeah. any filmmaker who's going to do another Alien film if Sigourney Weaver comes along and say, and she says, "Fuck yeah, I'll do this. I'll help you sell this." Are you really going to say no to that? Right. <laughs> I don't think you're going to say and... no to that. So don't blame him for that. She's been the one that's championed Alien through all this time, but she wanted that. So yeah. 
And is is on the set of of Chappie, and she she co-starred in that film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I co- not co-starred, but she was supporting cast, I guess you could say. Yeah. But Neil's kept himself busy with with Oat Studios, and he's done some really cool creative shorts. Um, mm. A lot of people have accused him of his films getting worse, uh, Elysium and then Chappie, you know. I still like Chappie. I do. I thought it was yeah. okay. You know, honestly, Elysium's my favorite. I, I think that movie has a few issues <laughs> uh, in terms of plot and in terms of some of the details. But overall, I love that movie, especially with some of the artwork and the designs. And, and that's another thing. Neil has built up some great creative collaborators. He's worked with ADI in that's Oats true. Studios, and he's worked with Sid Mead on Elysium. Oh, yes. Um, so this this could be really a uh, an all stars kind of uh, come together to make this film and and I think that's why a lot of ex- fans are excited about it. Now you see a lot of fan division too because huh. I, I will admit there are a, a big portion of fans that do really like Ridley's prequels. Uh, the fan base is really divided right now, and then there's another portion of fans that are getting fed up with Ridley thinking he's the George Lucas of, of this franchise and all creative decisions with this franchise should come down to him. So it's, it's kind of put us in an awkward place here. Um, I've always been back even when alien covenant was still uh, paradise lost and it was just in development. I was like, let's make both of these things. But, yeah. but even for Fox, I guess that would have been too much of a risk. And, and depending on how involved Disney's going to be with this, I think they're going to look at this and they're going to look at, okay, what are fans more excited for? And what are general audiences more excited for? That's where I think this is the crux of it, because I think, while fandom may be split, you know, um, we're talking the people that can be asked to sign up to a forum, the people that can be asked to like a Facebook page or join a Facebook group and, you know, get involved. They are, you know, they are more dedicated um, than than your general public. And I think that there is probably... While the fandom split in half, I think the general public would probably be more interested in in Blomkamp's thing, because you know when when this all when this stuff all came out initially, there was more excitement than just fan base. You know, on these general movie sites, um, on these general movie pages, you know, there were people who were genuinely seemed quite excited at the prospect, and I think that's that's probably what might tip um, tip anything over with this. I think there's more excitement in terms of the wider audience for Blumkamp's yeah. thing. Yeah, doesn't and it have, like, it, that retro appeal to it? Because, like, you got, like, Sigourney and coming back and everything. Yeah. Yeah, that is. But I, I think you've you're de- definitely got to think into because a lot of people think in terms, well, what the fans want, what the fans want. You, as a company like, as it, <laughs> as it was, as it is now Disney, they think in terms of who are going to be the people who put the money down for the tickets they are casual film goers to an extent I, because i think geek you know geek culture has become a little bit more oh yeah no stream. i would i would count geek culture in that casual audience though i mean this geek and then this fan the casual audience are going to be the majority of ticket you know pay they're going to sell to the casual cinema go if they can get the fans on board as well great but the money is in casual. I think years. I think it's highly dependent on the, the franchise, to be honest, because, I mean, I haven't agreed with everything Disney's done with Star Wars. Now, some people might put that more on Kathleen Kennedy than than Disney's leadership as a whole. But with Star Wars, I mean, that property is just so big that you're right. They're cared about general audiences more than they are the fans, I would say. But with Marvel, 
for the most part, Disney's, uh, from what I understand, they've allowed Marvel to operate more, and Marvel Studios for that matter, to operate more or less uh, independently with little oversight. And and you can tell uh, a lot of Marvel fans are happy right now, as as far yeah, as sure. I know. I mean, I'm not a big but- Marvel fan, but. But they've they've focused on the fans when developing those movies, and for a property like Alien, where it's an R-rated property, um, I think they'll be more focused on the fans. At least I I would hope so. I to an extent, yeah. But I mean, with with a thing with like with Marvel films, they are generally aimed at casual cinema. They, they use the fans in terms of to build up the lore, but in terms of let's make a film, they think in terms of casual people who just put their money down for a ticket. Um, with Alien and Predator, again, it's I think they'll approach it in terms of what have we got here? Okay, we've got a monster movie. We've got monster movies set in science fiction setting. This is the problem. When we before we were we came on air, so to speak, we were talking about this. Um, I, I the fandom has become in not so much Predator, but Alien has become very tribalized, and I it it feels very wrong. This is, wasn't how it used to be. So it's to very speak. split down the middle, like we like we were saying earlier. But it's become sort of like, you know, the Ridley Scott fans versus the Blomkamp fans. And it might be Blomkamp might, I'm sorry, Disney might choose on doing sequels, but they won't choose Blomkamp. It won't matter. But I think if Prometheus had come along, because this is how it would, and they had a brilliant, excellent, what you call nowadays a trailer, in the old days we just called an advert. But that was a brilliant trailer for Prometheus. That first, if the film had lived up to the tone that set, they would have been off. That was exactly the tone that the Prometheus should have set. And the film did, whether you like to load the, the actual end result, the film didn't live up to that trailer. I, I think in, in terms of if they had a game plan, if Ridley Scott, Lindelof, Whoever else, they had a game plan, right? Prometheus did this. We're going to go from here to stage one, two, three, four. Here are our contingencies. One, two, three, four. If they had a game plan, people would be like, you know what? I I didn't like Prometheus or Covenant, but I want to see how the next one turns out. I think that's a gamble that Disney might go. Okay, we might go there, but we know for a fact they never had a game plan. And right now, Hicks, like you put out a recent video of correcting the, you know, his covenant greenlit or not. You know, Ridley Scott has gone from these comments of, oh, yeah, it's definitely going to happen. We're going to do AI in the next one to like a couple of weeks later or something. He was going like, well, I don't know if they're going to make one. If they're going to make one, if they're not going to make one, they're stupid. They should make one. So covenant is the sequel is far from greenlit, and I think a big part of that is, as I think you mentioned in that video, they don't have a game plan. They're making it up as they go along. If they had a game plan from day one, it would be different, but they don't. And Ridley Scott was talking about he's not just going to do one more film. He's going to do, like, four or five of them or something, and it was some crazy number. That plan's so far in the past that that's not it. But that's what, but you extrapolate for, if he was thinking that far in the future, he didn't have a game plan. So I think yeah. now if Disney was like, we're going to not do prequels anymore, people, they know there was no game plan anyway. He was going to make it up as he went along. I disagree with that 
Okay, well, my <laughs> my theory is I don't think people will be that put out. What what's what's your view of the whole? Because to my in my mind, Disney is a commercial venture. In fact, I think they might even do something crazy like they'll say to Ridley Scott, "You know what? We'll put you on. We'll take you in for the next one." But we want you to do sequels and not prequels. It might be something out of left field like that. Well, what it, it was more of a, a case of I disagree with your idea that Scott didn't necessarily have a game plan going forward for this. Okay, right. Uh, right. I I, th- I think that they didn't have a game plan going forward from Prometheus. But yeah. From you know, uh, this is something I said on. Um, you know, on the video that I put out trying to clarify this whole situation. Yeah. You know, while Scott was working on Covenant, he made comments about how they knew where the next films were going, you know, and he wanted to do all yeah. these films, and uh, they got this pitch document, uh, not pitch document, this um, continuity uh, Bible put together yeah. and everything. I think he knew where he wanted to go. I think that the response to Covenant made Fox go, ah, no, nah, we're, not, we're, not, we're not doing that. We're not doing that anymore. And I think this is where all this stuff's come from. No, no, that that's what... But what I'm saying, for, if you extrapolate from his comments, he hasn't been the least bit... So he's said something about, I want to go in the direction of AIs. And that could mean anything. So I'm not... Sh- what I'm saying is, I don't think... He might have had a loose, very amorphous thing, or like a general direction of where. I don't think he had concrete, structured plans of where, you know, so to say, where this should go from here on. I don't think he had very, in terms of concrete. And we know from Lindelof, he, he would, when he was speaking about how Ridley Scott would say to him, "Well, I want this to happen." That it was kind of like it was very creative, but it was it was the kind of thing you get in a roof in a room and it's very really, you know, cigar filled room and you're all just bashing ideas all over the. <laughs> I don't think it was terribly concrete. I think it was one of those things where he'd like to go in this direction, maybe over there, but there, there was never. You know what it is. I want to do it in this mold. We should do this, that, that, that. That's it. That's what we should do. He didn't have a, a definite. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm trying still... to say. He didn't have a formula. He didn't have a formula. But he was just going, oh, I'll go with this I'm idea. I'm still not so sure about that. I think that now, now that Fox has said, you know, Covenant didn't work. Let's try something different. I think now there's not a plan because of comments from like um, uh, Stacy Snyder, the Fox CEO. Yeah, um, mm. saying things like I trust Scott and Emma Watts to know uh, the right direction when they find it. I think now they don't know what they're doing because Scott's but seen the response to Covenant and said, "No, yeah. that's that's not working. Let's do something." But different. That, that's what she said when they find in implying they haven't found it yet. <laughs> yeah, but when yeah, exactly. they find it, not exactly. that they want to go on off in a different direction, but they still haven't found it. Well, the weird thing is. Ridley kind of doubling down on what he said before like initially when he made Prometheus he was like oh the aliens cooked you know and he was even saying that about the sequel (laughs) but then it sounded like he had some rare humility when right before Covenant came out he was like oh well I looked at the reception and I was wrong about this and now recently he's like yeah it's been used up and I want to focus on AIs it's like well and then he's gone back again and he said yeah I dragged I, person, we have dragged Alien out of a ditch and we did Prometheus. And he said, you, you know what? Well, he you know, buried it this deeper. This is the best. Th- yeah. 
The beast is cooked to... No, I want to use the beast what, again. What was that like weird phrase he used? He's like, it's got an orange in its mouth or some, something like that? Or yeah, Well, like, yeah. It, you know, it's kind of like when you roast a hog. Why, but, but, yeah. but it's weird, though. He can't, doesn't he doesn't he say in like, interviews that, where he like kind of implies that he like never saw the sequels, but then he like references them? Like, you know, he mentioned like Resurrection, <laughs> like it was in a cage or something? Or Well, here's yeah. the weird thing, and I had mentioned this to Hicks, was... You look at when the Alien Anthology came out on Blu-ray, there's a little pamphlet in there where he wrote a foreword. And he's yes. like, it was while the, the Alien uh, prequel was still in development before it became Prometheus. And he was like, as I prepare to do the Alien prequel, I hope you enjoy these films. Each one is unique. And it was very like, you know, just talking about how cool the franchise is and how awesome he, and excited he was to, to get back into it. And now he just seems so uh, cynical and egotistical about everything in regards was, to the franchise. I was, I was looking at that very leaflet the other day when because I'm doing my own like fan CGI fan film fan comic type thing, and I was rewatching them all. The uh, oh, this was quite a few weeks ago, but I looked at that leaflet. And I'm like, oh yeah, that little, and it's got that little forward from Ridley Scott, and he says something about. There's something even more dangerous out there that I'm hoping to introduce you to or something, which implies way Scott's back that even before he did Prometheus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have the pamphlet right here. Yeah, he says something more dangerous that you haven't seen yet. Yeah. Yeah, that. I mean, what what was he talking Because he wouldn't have been talking about the engineers. Talking about the proto-alien. But even the that the was Conan. It was... He was working on Prometheus at that time. Right. Yeah. I thought it was still... So the, the that was before Lindelof about? came on board, right? I thought it was still the alien people. No, because they shot Prometheus in 2011. I... When, when I say working on Prometheus, he was working on the prequel at that time. So what could he have had in mind at that? I think it would have it would have been the engineers. But that's not something you say, oh, it's dangerous. In engineers, they were fucking dangerous yeah. at that time because they're shooting fucking invisible space laser shit. Yeah, out of but their that's hands. that. You know, you could substitute the engineer. That's the gun. Not I know, but it's still them friggin' the using it. Isn't it. I know, but you know, you could, you could have the same effect with a pulse rifle. Yeah, but that, that's, that's <laughs> not what he was doing, is it? I'm at the point now where I just, I've got no goodwill left to give Ridley Scott. I, and you I liked and you liked Covenant same, yeah. more than than he did, I think. Yeah, I did. I liked Covenant up to Alien showing up, but these comments that he's been coming out with recently and this arrogant fucking nature and the news that he did probably in fact kill Blomkamp's thing. And I'm not saying Blomkamp's thing was probably yeah. going to be the be all end all that maybe some people think he's not. He's not aliens, Jesus or whatever. And no. he literally says, no. "I couldn't give a shit about it." Mm. When when the guy from IGN Germany asks him, <laughs> "Well, don't like, don't you think Blomkamp is disappointed that he couldn't do his film or something like that?" And he's like, "I don't give a shit." Mm. It's like, damn, dude. And it's, even it's, even uh, when he's talking about like Blade Runner twenty forty nine. With Dennis yeah. Danny, isn't yeah. he? And he's, he's like, one of the producers of that. He's like, the movie's too fucking long. It's like, dude, critics yeah. are saying this is better than the original Blade Runner. Okay, I'm not saying it is. But I'm saying it was a damn good movie. And the fact that it was directed by somebody who respects you, you should have a little more civility than that. And yeah. I will always respect Ridley Scott and his body of work. But lately, in the last few years, man, he's just like, I don't know. He's just... Driven by his ego. The, That's all I can yeah, think of to say about there it. There is a, if you like it or loathe it, there is a certain amount of arrogance that comes through his 
comments. But then again, you don't know how much has been cut out from the journalists who report it. But from what we've seen yet, yeah, but it's they are very contradictory, these comments. But regardless, I I think, Richard, what you were saying earlier about and we've covered on other podcasts about, you know, we thought that Fox was going to go in the direction of they're going to release Covenant and simultaneously put Blomkamp's thing into production. So you not because it's Blomkamp. I don't know whether Blomkamp's thing would have come along and I'd have said, oh, God, that's this, the biggest steaming pile of whatever since blah, blah, blah. I could have hated that. I don't care because I don't know what it involved. Nobody knows what involved if you unless you're in Fox. But at the time we were saying they should go in the direction of prequels and sequels. It should be the prequels inform the sequels of what direction to go or something like that. And they didn't ultimately do that. But I think with Disney, Disney would be that company which is more likely to say if they had a similar arrangement going, someone gives them this portfolio of stuff and they say, you know what? We've got an idea for a sequel, whether it be a post-Aliens or post-Resurrection sequel, but it all kind of like we've done all this work. We've got a portfolio. This is, and they like it. And then somebody else comes along and they say, you know what? We've got all prequels, you know, with all this po- stuff going along. Let's do this. I think Disney would have been more likely than Fox to have greenlit both things at the same time. Right. And I think because I think they, they can afford to. Yeah. And I think that's that's an important distinction is uh, although Fox might be, you know, seemingly more willing to take risks than Disney. I think Fox has had a problem with undervaluing their own franchises. Um, things like, like Planet of the Apes have, have seen a, a good turnaround, but mm. in terms of Alien, I've, I've always kind of felt, I mean, obviously we're biased, we're fans, but I've always <laughs> felt like Fox is, has undervalued that franchise. Um, so maybe Disney won't. Maybe Disney will see the, the appeal to a certain demographic of people, um, and they'll, Move it forward. If not, they'll sell it off to a, a, a different studio. Um, I hope not. I think Disney will see the value in this, and either under their banner or uh, another studio banner that they own, I think they'll continue to do films, or or like we talked about earlier, it could become a Netflix or, or streaming thing, which might be an interaction as well. Like You look at the more adult Marvel things, like Daredevil and, and The Punisher, uh, those are Disney-owned properties, but, but they're still very adult, and they... They've been successful on Netflix. So who, who knows? The thing that I'm really most worried about really is the uh, expanded universe in terms of the novels, yeah, the comics, yeah. the games. Uh, where are they going to go with that? I hope they don't give the comics to Marvel. That's what I'm worried about probably the most because I was never much of a, of a Star Wars comic reader, but the Dark Horse Star Wars comics from what I saw looked a hell of a lot better than what Marvel's done with it. Um, so oh, Dark definitely. Horse just has this experience with with the Alien and Predator property, and so I, I really hope that that Disney leaves that intact and they don't try and bring too much of this under under their umbrella. Well, the Marvel comics that I, I haven't read the new Star Wars stuff from them, but I I am very much aware that Disney uh, Disney is apparently not very happy with the direction that the Marvel comics department has been going and they have been loot they have been losing sales to the point where 
new um, series or episodes or whatever the issues have been announced that they're about to be released. And then they get cancelled before the first issue gets put out. And their creative side has gone very much like heavily into the social justice warrior side of it. And that has been primarily what has been losing themselves because a lot of the characters, they have not. Like people have been mentioning this, they when you have an SJW character, so to speak, they don't grow as a character. They remain static because they're fully formed almost as a Mary Sue. Um, and people have been pointing out the the problem with the new generation of those comics is a they put people in charge of writing those comics who didn't have any. They not only were not comic fans, but they didn't have any experience in writing comics. But then they decided to make them like their ethnicity or their their gender, their sexuality or whatever. That was the first primary thing about what the character should be about, as opposed to just trying to make good stories. And that's they have been the sales that have resulted from that have been appalling. And a lot of people have been saying, just make a good story. Don't care about whether the character is gay or whatever. You know, that can be incidental. Just make a good story where the character might happen to be X, Y or Z. It doesn't matter. And they have been recently they have been put they have been closing down a number of the SJW type titles in the Marvel comics thing. Because they've been saying, you know what, we've tried this, it doesn't work because people are not buying them because they are bad quality. And while I have hope that Disney might reinvigorate the Alien Predator stuff from the movies are because not because I'm a Disney fan, not because I'm a Blomkamp fan, blah, blah, blah. It's because it's a blank slate and they are primarily interested in what makes a viable, commercially successful film. Then always, you know, it doesn't always work, but that is what their primary interest in is in as opposed to treading water. With the comic side of it, I am a bit worried. If they give this to the same people who have fouled up the Marvel stuff so far, but because they are now, Disney are now not too with the sales and they are putting their foot down with that i'm i'm a little bit hopeful that if they did that it might might not be a disaster as as some people are fearing but there is that worry and um i'm not again i'm not a fan of everything dark horse has done with them there have been some really shitty comics (laughs) let's face it there have been some god-awful comics that have been put out but um, when you look back at the back catalogue, Dark Horse has got a handle on it in the way that the, the the newer generation of Marvel comics puts out the signals they might not. So, yeah, I absolutely agree. There are definite fears with what might happen if they transfer the comic side. Yeah, it. yeah they, they've had a, a few hits, uh even recently with with Dead Orbit and um, Hunters, uh, oh, so Fire I, and I, Stone. Fire and Stone. Who, who, put, okay. who put? Yeah, um, who put out the Judge Dread versus Alien versus Predator? Because that was actually a really I think good. That was one. IDW. Uh, no, um, it's 2000 AD, isn't it? Yeah, 
Yeah, the Rebellion. Yeah, who who oh, was published? It? Was it Rebellion who published? Well, they they co. I don't they, know. They who, do it. They do it together. They, they collaborate. Yeah. Mm. Well, whoever did that, I really liked that one. That was a really good. In terms of putting it into the Judge Dread world, that was a really good take on the AVP um, concept. I thought. Yeah. Right. So and Titan as well. I think Titan's been putting out really good books. Now the covers could be a little bit better, but. Go to Raymond Swanland. Go to Tristan Jones. <laughs> but the the books themselves are are great, and that goes beyond just the novels. You know, they've been consistently putting new books out, like Aliens, the the set photography, and the Aliens archive. So yeah, there, we've seen a lot of new, really cool literature releases. So then Titans gonna go away with Disney, right? Or I don't know if Disney has a novel publishing arm that they yeah, use. Yeah, what do they do for their Star Wars books right now? It's done by Del Rey. Marvel, Marvel do the comics, and Del Rey do the Star Wars books, I believe. Is Del Rey a Disney-owned publisher? No. I believe Del Rey's owned by Pelican Books. It's a UK thing. Okay, then they probably wouldn't change Titan's ownership with the novels. I think the main question would be with the comics. The comics, yeah. And with yeah. the games, because uh, honestly, Sega has not done anything in years now. Uh, so I yes. would say at this point, if their license has not been renewed, it's getting close. No, we need Colonial Marines too. Uh, <laughs> like Gearbox. Scrap Gearbox, but Gears of Colonial Marines too, sure. You know, I'd, I'd still yeah. happily pay for a, a squad-based uh, Aliens game done properly. Yeah, well, you're a fucking troll, aren't you? So I just played this fan game called uh, Alien Hope for the Future. Is that what it is, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, uh, or Aliens Hope for the Future. Okay, so you're, I think it's a Russian-made game. Yeah, so Russian, right? uh, Russian fan. Right, so it's it has subtitles from, from the videos I've seen so far, but he just put out the first like alpha demo of it where you just kind of get to explore the hallways of, of Hadley's Hope a little bit as oh, one of the, one. the colonists. And it's really just dark and, and atmospheric and moody. And I, I was thinking yeah, the whole the time. Yeah, the graphics like, are good. Yeah, I think he did it with, with Unity, if I'm not mistaken. But but it looked amazing. And I was like, why wasn't this the feel of Colonial Marines? Like, there's more tension and dread in this little five-minute demo than I felt in the entirety of Colonial Marines. Yeah, but we not, this is the thing. With Gearbox, they shunted a load of the funding. Yeah, they. But in fairness, in fairness, I mean that you look at what they did with the the homeworld. It took some patches to get there, but the homeworld thing, and they did a sort of a, like a desert world prequel to homeworld, and they they're relatively good. So this is a completely different series, right? Homeworld's its own thing. It's yeah. So I'm, what I'm saying is you can't judge Gearbox just by what they did with the Colonial Marine. But Randy Pitchford is an ass. <laughs> end of the day colonial marines the whole handling of that and randy pitchford is another fucking ridley scott kind of attitude i will never buy a gearbox game because of, of that game of we have had some people who were insiders or knew about they said that sega deserve as much of the blame as gearbox for not cancelling <sighs> i don't know about that but i don't think they should have cancelled obsidian's game because that looked great Mm. Uh, that that was a mistake. I don't agree with that one either. No. <laughs> Wait, what? Come on. They made they made Knights of the Old Republic too, yeah, and and Alien Aliens RPG. We've never gotten that. Yeah, like, because it wouldn't work. Oh yeah, Kotor too was good. I I'm gonna say something something controversial. I don't think the I 
ideal alien or even predator let's be honest predator is great predator is probably more geared towards video games than alien is but i don't think the perfect alien or predator or avp game has really come along yet i know yeah, alien isolation yeah, is... you find isolation frustrating from a game yeah, point of everybody view. else thinks yeah, that's do. the perfect alien game <laughs> no no i do but i don't think it presentation wise it's brilliant but i don't think the perfect game has yet come along i think we're still waiting that's in the future but i would i would like to say something called including nick who has not said much yet what would each each of you got an idea if it wasn't sega who else would you not developer but publisher not ea disney don't give it to ea I don't want to be opening oh, yeah. AVP loot boxes, okay? Microtransactions, everything, loot boxes. <laughs> honestly, honestly, EA, who else? Bethesda. Honestly, Bethesda. They still do good games. They do, do they a lot of good single player content. They do They're both. Developer, aren't they? Well, actually, no, because because it depends on the game. Like you Didn't look at Wolfenstein. Doom? Yes, they published Doom. It developed it, and you look at Wolfenstein Two, and that was developed by Machine Games. They published it. So yeah, that, it depends on the game. Who's done um, they, the recent Wolfenstein Colossus thing? That was Machine Games. So, okay. yeah, I mean, uh, theoretically, they could publish the AVP games, and you could have Rebellion come on for a third one, which would be awesome. But, um, or really, it would be a fourth or fifth one for them, if you right, can. Nick, Jaguar you, you and... got any input to this, Nick? I think, like, a Circa 2007 Bungie would have been kind of cool, but I don't know. <laughs> now they're like, yeah. A decade out of... <laughs> yeah. Um, it is Bungie that do Destiny, isn't it? Activision yeah. has destroyed their well, soul. Mm, well, you know what? I, I got bored of that after a week. I regretted buying it, to be honest. <laughs> I wasn't going to, but I did. I don't think I'd want Bungie handling it now. Yeah, like you're saying, back in the day, maybe. Is my memory playing tricks on me, or does Blomkamp have some kind of game arm and one of his I don't think companies? So. Well, he, was did, it, he, he was going to do, do an adaptation of He was going to do Halo. Do... A thousand a years. Short. Oh, okay, that's what I'm thinking of. Well, he he directed a Halo short uh, promotional film. Yeah, that was after all the the hullabaloo with doing the film adaptation. Right. So the idea was that he, I think he did the night. I think it was Nightfall. There's the Halo three um, some shorts to sort of say, look, he could do Halo. Let him do Halo. Stop being fucking. <laughs> Stop being Balenz. Wasn't that like when it. he was still with like Peter Jackson all the time and stuff? Oh yeah, this he... this was before mm-hmm. District Nine. This was yeah. This, this was coming straight from short films, and yeah. did not Disney. Um, Fox and Universal didn't want to give him two hundred million or whatever it was and do this film. Mm. Which, and to be honest, the fucking script that's out there's dire anyway. So I'm kind of glad that never. <laughs> happened. Is that Alex Garland script? Too, yeah, it was right? Alex Garland. Yeah, awful script. Well, another thing that's kind of interesting is Fox Next is Fox's kind of new and up-and-coming internal development studio. They just released a game, which is a Planet of the Apes game, which is actually more of an interactive oh. movie than it is a game. And it's been getting some good reception from what I've seen. There was what a recent... Uh, what is it called? Let me look it up. Okay, it's called Planet of the Apes Last Frontier. Um, 60 on Metacritic, so I guess it's not universal acclaim, but I have some, I have heard some good things about it. And they are, apparently, I've, I've heard things like they're working on a, uh, alien, kind of a mixed reality attraction. That was for Malaysia, though. Right, but I don't think they would just use it for that because you're starting to see those things pop up, uh, 
in different places and so it's not one of those things where it requires like a room full of sensors and stuff though right what the hell is mixed reality (laughs) well mixed reality okay there's actually this company uh i live called the void um and they've been doing some stuff they just did one for star wars in florida and i think there's one in london too if you guys want to check that out augmented reality or is it different it's different. Mixed reality is where they have a physical environment built, uh, but you are wearing wireless VR headsets and like haptic feedback vests and stuff. And you, um, like you interact with elements of the environment, but you're wearing a VR headset. So you, okay, you're, so it's tactile augmented reality. Right. So you're moving through like a warehouse, like a maze type thing, but it's all in VR. So yeah, there's a digital environment. A friend of mine wanted to put that concept together back in the 90s, and he couldn't get funding for it shit <laughs> could have done a million by now. yeah beyond just malaysia i i mean it, whether or not that happens and whatever happens with that park i think there was a social media post on one of the fox next developers who had visited the set of predators on twitter that i saw so or not predators uh, the predator uh, so who knows if they're developing uh, experience to coincide with that film or or whatnot but i think there's still a market for the hardcore gaming crowd that goes beyond whatever fox next is doing right now or did so, they put the predator in um ghost recon yeah go, ghost recon wildlands right yeah you guys i was gonna say there, wild right? recon lands or something i think ridgeland's played that, haven't you uh no i haven't gotten to that mission yet we gotta play but that it's only oh, for a limited time apparently well i've yeah. heard that if it's popular enough they will make it permanent so we'll see I don't know why they wouldn't make it permanent because it seems really cool. Yeah, because uh, so if, if it it's in the di- the Steam discounts now, and I thought to myself, oh, I should get that, and then I realised it was limited time only, and I went, oh, no, fuck it, I'm not gonna do it. Just well, it's on sale, <laughs> and I've heard it's a good game too. So you guys should both get that. We'll we'll hit that four player co op. You know, it's yeah. still on. I'm taking so it. You haven't I played did. it then, Nick? No, I don't have it. Is that the most recent Ghost Recon game or? Yeah, Ghost Recon Wildlands. Yeah. Huh. Nick, Nick is still using like a ZX Spectrum. <laughs> I, I totally think there's still still room for you know Alien and Predator games. There is a lot of room for a Predator game. I'm really surprised nobody's done a Predator centric game since. Yeah, like Concrete, was Concrete Yeah, was that the last one? Yeah, yeah. that would have been what oh five. It's geared toward it's it's Predator concept is actually more geared towards video games than films really yeah and in terms the, of like especially being the predator the predators made three cameos now in call of duty ghosts and in mortal Kombat x and now in ghost recon and a lot of people yeah. have said like the format of this ghost recon game where it's like open world and the predators hunting you in the jungle yeah, and stuff sh- that's what it should be i mean concrete Concrete Jungle was originally envisioned as some sort of yeah. wider GTA style open world thing. Wasn't it the Game of Gossip or Game Gossip forums, wasn't it? That um, one of the Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Game Gossip with the old AVP and, news. Uh, yeah, and one of the uh, moderators on that I forget his name, but he said he was in the um some of the meetings and originally hmm. it was gonna be this open world sandbox thing where you yeah, go out yeah. you it was all about collecting trophies and that's what it needs to be yeah and once we all heard about that we were like oh wow that could have been amazing but he said yeah they 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 kept like dumbing it down dumbing it down dumbing it, until it was a lot more scripted and stuff but you you want like grand it was like grand predator auto that's what mm. you want. <laughs> 
thing is, you can you can make that so much bigger as well. You can take that galaxy wide. You can have fucking Easily. random aliens. You could do and shit. yeah. Do you have to choose your world and then the environment? Then you fly to a world. Yeah, yeah. You can yeah. have your own customizable spaceships and shit as well. Maybe it's even so maybe easy. take it an extra it level itself. and have space-based combat with you know new species yeah. for the game or whatever. you and me we always go back to the avp peter briggs thing where he said it started out in zero gravity we, we said ever since this we, we, yeah the, well, the, that, the second that wasn't ship to ship um, combat no. it was, um, oh. <laughs> they, they investigate like a, a derelict spacecraft in orbit oh. or something that was how the second draft of peter briggs movie avp script started but it's never been released in the public domain but ever ever since whenever we mention it me and hicks always go oh that beginning that would have been awesome <laughs> but i bet it's like what we imagine was nothing like how he actually wrote it though yeah yeah but it's it's something like that you could so easily make a game you are as long as it's you are the predator as opposed to like on the um the game we just mentioned where you're fighting the predator it, it, it basically writes itself. It'd be so easy to do a game where you are the brilliant. But it's uh, it's mm. very strange they haven't come back to that. So, yeah, in summation, we haven't gotten games for too long. So whoever's mm. in charge of that license, make it happen. Oh, well, what games does Disney... Disney, I mean, they must do all the Star Wars Well, Star Wars, games, they're, they're using and Kingdom EA. Hearts. Yeah, well, that's through, <laughs> through Square Enix. Yeah, we'll put Alien and Predator in that. That'll be okay, well, yeah, but but Square Enix, they do the Just Cause games, and they are open world sandbox. And they do the, the Tomb Raider reboot games too. Oh, oh they're they're fairly open worldish survival things. Yes, so yes, maybe we might start to see something under their banner. And yeah, they use they use EA as a publisher for Star Wars, although with oh, their oh, handling that, that's going to change. <laughs> with their handling of Battlefront Two, it was rumored that EA or Disney gave them a call, kind of. Oh kind of yeah, really. with the backlash that got that their shares dropped. I thought they got backlash to the yeah. first game too. Like people didn't like they, the first. They did. But nothing like Not this as much, one. Like, no, their, their oh, shares yeah. dropped several million or something. <laughs> I have to go back. You check. I think Angry Joe did a video. I think it was three billion. Their shares lost three billion. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because yeah, this was the biggest like, game controversy yeah. of the year was with Battlefront. Two. Were, weren't they? Wasn't Respawn working on a Star Wars game too, or is that? Well, they still are. Um, but you're thinking of, of Visceral Games, the the developers of the Dead Space series. They were working on a Star Wars game, which they, mm. they got shuttered as a studio, and it was moved to another studio, and their CEO of EA, Andrew, uh, or what's his name? I can't remember, but the CEO of EA was like, oh, people don't like linear games anymore. And <laughs> a lot of the game journalism uh, community came out with articles that was like, what the fuck? Yes, they do. Like, the Uncharted <laughs> games sell really well, like The Last of Us. Like, a lot of people like those linear single-player games. I know you want to make every game open world and multiplayer so you can shove microtransactions down our throats, but not everyone is into that. And in fact, I think 2000, there was a game journalist that said 2018 is going to be the year where, where the gamers take the power back. And, and I think you're seeing that. You're starting to even see legislators get concerned about microtransactions. So the bit of a tangent there. All I'm saying, don't give the Alien and Predator license to EA. Disney. Oh no. Like, maybe Bethesda, maybe Square Enix. We need an RPG alien game. That's true. I agree. Like, you go on quests and stuff and, 
Okay, Nick. I'm, I'm not going to rise to the bait. I'm not going to rise. Okay. <laughs> what are you going to say? No, no. It's, it's, so, his anger is rising. Nick always tries to bait me. If Sega did review, or renew, if Sega did renew the license, I'd be fine with that too. As long as they actually start making games again, because they've well, done something. What we've heard, they never really had a game plan. They just like had My, it my understanding of it was that the management that brought the license, uh, rent, whatever terminology you want to use for it, mm. isn't the one that made the games. And they didn't right. particularly really want the license, the people that made the games. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't know if that's changed or whatever, or that's just some hearsay from, you know, way back when that's got looped in my mind or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, the isolation, even if Eric didn't like it, the rest of us mostly did. No, I liked it. It's just I can't get any fucking progression in it. <laughs> You're like, you didn't like it, but yeah. No, I, I love the presentation style. I just... I just think it should have been changed in certain ways <laughs> 2010 i thought was it had a steep learning curve to it but i think that was that was a really good game that was not quite so appreciated as far as back 2010 yeah seven years oh um, man there was so much hype for that so game. it's soon gonna yeah. be three more years and it's gonna be a decade since alien isolation came out oh yeah no, well, no alien no, isolation no, Came out was, in 2014. Yeah, it was AVP. Oh, sorry, is okay. what I'm about. No, we, we weren't talking. Yeah, AVP. That I mean, that feels like an AV, uh, 2010 game. Yeah. I still I still stand by that one. Yeah, why is there no I other do, I like it, but... AVP game out? I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping that after the Predator, we'll start to see a new game. Yeah, after maybe. that's a box office smash. I know it will be. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I would love to see Rebellion do another one. Mm, I would love too. to see Monolith do another one, but it looks like Monolith are only interested in making Lord of the Rings games now. Like I'm, I'm disappointed as just a fan of their horror games, like the Fear games and the Condemned games, that they just stop making horror games entirely. Probably an entirely different studio for both. Um, mm. both people Bottom line is, it's open and the the time is right. And right. I we want them. We want them. Disney yeah. are the kind of ones who are interested in all platform type things. So I think they this will be one of the things they will be sniffing around, I'm sure. So, yeah. again, so short version, that. somebody make a game. Disney, don't give it to Activision, don't give it to EA. Give it to somebody else, but somebody make a game. Um, so, um, you know, I, I do think we've probably talked about as much as of that as the Disney news as we can probably get through. So before we do close up, I do just want to take a bit of time to address the Alien Covenant 2 rumours that have been floating around, mainly because it all stems back to a tidbit I found and included and all the major outlets have now blown up into its own fucking headline, um, which is that Alien 2 has been cancelled. Alien Covenant 2 has been cancelled. Alien 2? <laughs> so the ship has sailed. What are you talking about, Aaron? <laughs> we sourced it from the Blu-ray form. So yeah, <laughs> no. Well, you know what? I I do I do just want to stand by something with that because you know what the one of the immediate reactions is. Oh my god, it's just some dude on a forum. You can't fucking trust anybody who posts on a forum. You do that voice for the whole of the podcast. I don't, I don't <laughs> think I could. Uh, I don't think I could do it. <laughs> so uh, this particular guy, he went by the handle of Human Media. His public profile uh, shows his name as Carl Braga. A quick, mm. easy Google search will reveal Carl Braga's IMDb profile, which shows that he worked on Alien Covenant as a graphics designer. Now, 
Carl Braga also owns a website which shows all the work, all the graphics work he did for Alien, Car- uh, Alien Covenant. And lo and behold, the domain name for that website is humanmedia.com.au. So I think the odds of him actually working on the film are pretty, um, pretty legit. This um, this fella, Carl, um, you know, he said that Covenant was originally due to start pre-production in September, um, but it, it was cancelled after. Um, after the box office results for Covenant came in and they weren't exactly great and a warehouse storage unit full of stuff was auctioned off a few months ago uh, so you know that that could have been that could have been July time that could have been um, June time whatever but a lot of um, a lot of the outlets have spun this to be that Alien Covenant 2 has been completely cancelled well for one thing as Mr H said in his own videos the film was never greenlit so mm. there's nothing it's not something to jump up about straight away anyway but um so as uh, eric and as uh, xenomorphin and i were having a little tit about earlier um i personally feel that it's more to do with the original direction that they were going to go with the quick turnaround they were going to do you know this script that scott had had written while they were doing covenant was the one they decided to move away from while they explored a different direction while scott and emma watts explored a different direction to take the films in that that Fox would be happy with. Um so I don't think it's necess- I don't think it's Covenant 2's been cancelled. I think it's where they were going with it has changed and you know that's that's what they've that's what they sort of I don't want to say the word cancelled, that's what they stopped doing. That's why they didn't go forward with pre production because they were still they'd moved off to find a new story direction before they actually started. Like you said, it hasn't been greenlit either. I mean Ridley might might have said like i'm gonna do six sequels but fox has not signed him on to do that so those have not been greenlit uh another one has not been greenlit uh i think maybe they were planning on going into pre-production at least like starting artwork mm-hmm. starting set collaborative meetings and stuff like that um and they very well could have delayed that who knows it doesn't mean the movie's canceled uh because like you said it was never greenlit so even even in a movie's, uh, even if it's being developed, even if it's in pre-production, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's it's full on go. Mm. Well, didn't that guy in the forum? He said he. I mean, he just basically said that there's no immediate plans for anything, pretty yeah. much. Like, yeah, no immediate. Just plans. halted at yeah. this point, and which is isn't unsurprising at all. And, and again, it's been something we've known about for months. You know, this the news of Fox reassessing the direction of the series came out in what July. You know that was yeah. the Hollywood Reporter said that. So again, it's not it's not new news. It's not unsurprising, and it does not equate to the film's being cancelled. It just means they're still working on it, and we know they're still working on it. At least Scott is anyway, because of some of the comments he's been saying lately. Right. Well, he wants to, because right? Hmm. Didn't he just recently say they should make another one or something? Like yeah, yeah the, right. the, the most yeah. recent article I think that was following the premiere of. Oh, what's his new film? All the All the Money in the World. Yeah. Doesn't he have two more slated before he would maybe direct the next one? He's got the Cartel next, I think. I don't think he's got anything ready to go after that, has he? I'm not sure. No, I don't think. Okay. So yeah, I don't think it's anything to worry about, and I think he's been completely blown out of proportion. If anything, you should be hopeful about it, because then it means we don't have to deal with another prequel movie. Uh, but. <laughs> 
Dude, that's gonna lead to a string of comments right there. <laughs> I don't. You you can't win at the minute anyway. You just it, it's impossible. You know, like I said, it's fifty fifty split just yeah. about. So we, what was gonna be so the story divided. of this covenant too? Like, do we even know what? No, no. Other than you know, it's probably gonna focus on David, and they were easing in towards him introducing biomechanical or somebody, something. Well, I thought they were easing the into the back end of the original Alien, though. Was that was no, that no? Because the... he, he said a while back he was gonna. It wasn't just one more he wanted to do. Yeah, they so wanted, he wanted to like three, two or four something. or five yeah. or something. He was going to do a load. Well, more. no, I think I think he said he wanted to do two more this would be the start of a new trilogy that would ease into the back of alien more, but then but yeah he wanted at least to do more. a trilogy more. he wanted to do more sort of after that but if yeah. you go by this article that we're talking about from this news that we're talking about from back in july uh collider another another um, you know main movie uh site uh posted on their own youtube channel about what they'd heard through their own sources for the original plans post covenant were and oh. according to them uh they were going to do one more third prequel with Scott and then move off past the other films with a new uh, set of characters and new storylines, you know, sort of like a, a soft reboot. Right. That that would be a sequel or what? Still in prequel territory. Is that past resurrection at that point or is that... I, I don't think that specifically was said. Um, so, you know, that's up in the air. Mm. <laughs> I'm just going to do a film and let the fans work it out, basically. <laughs> You know, that must have been so far down the line anyway that it was only just a conversation rather than anything down on paper. No, that, that's what I honestly think this has come down because you had Ridley Scott making the previous comments where he seemed very much like he was convinced, yeah, it's going to go ahead. And then he was saying, like, oh, we're, we're not going to do it about the alien. We're going to do it about AI, which is weird when you're doing it about series, literally called alien prefix, whatever. And then his most recent comment is, oh, yeah, the beast is not cooked, as he likes to say. And, um, yeah, we, we think we can do more of this. And they would be crazy if they didn't. So I think originally it was like a gentleman's agreement. They said, hey, Ridley, we really like your stuff. And they were going to say, was this? You know, that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, they said exactly <laughs> We like really that. love you, Ridley. We really love you. And, um we're gonna you know what if this does really good we're gonna like it yeah don't worry about it go off on your own thing ridley we'll handle this and ridley went off on his own things assuming yeah this is going to be ready for me to jump back in the deep end as soon as i've done these other projects but in the time he's been away guess what disney is bought it (laughs) and then everything is up in the air again and also, the box office thing. And I think he thought at that point, okay, it doesn't matter. As long as this is an initial success, possibly not counting in the fact that markets like China, the vast amount of the percentage of a ticket price does not go back to the studio. It goes to the Chinese government. So it's weird that, you know, sites have mentioned this like China Uncensored, a very good um website um sorry youtube site about um chinese stuff they say that basically captain america is buying chinese communist aircraft characters because the vast amount of the ticket price goes towards the chinese it does not go back towards fox warner bros sony whoever else it because the market works 
different over there. So I think Ridley was saying, right, as long as I can get this out, it does fine, whatever. And now he's probably been told, you know what? We're going to put this on the back burner. You know what? You know, don't, don't worry about this. Don't you think? Don't. We're just gonna put this a little bit on. Wait, the who's back. that talking? There now? you go. And <laughs> what voice is that? Is that? <laughs> and um, I, I think he's now realizing, oh, this is not gonna be scheduled when I thought it was gonna be. So I think now that's what's changed his comments to. They would be crazy if they didn't do another one, as opposed to what his earlier comments. Were. I I don't think that we're going to see a new Alien or Predator film until after, if we do see a new one, until after the Disney stuff has has happened. Disney does have a thing for shared universes. No, I, yeah, I just <laughs> I just mean over the next year and a half while it's being finalised no, and everything. No. I think yeah. it's going to be it's going to be very quiet. If, if yeah, we see just... a new ABP movie, it'll be five to ten years oh, at yeah. least. Yeah. I don't think it'll be five to ten years. I think you might hear rumblings. Because I think with Disney, the problem is, as I said earlier, they didn't have any definite... The the getting Alien and Predator and probably some other things we haven't even <clears> thought of, are like the icing on the cake, they haven't factored that into their plan. Like, it took them a, a few press releases to figure out about the oh, shit, we've got Deadpool. We can't do a family-friendly Deadpool. We're going to have to do adult-rated stuff regardless. I well, think they, they the Alien Predator stuff... That, they, but, yeah, know, they could... They, they're willing they're not to going do it. To, yeah, they're willing to do it. Let's common sense. They're, they're not going... They want to make the money. So I think they haven't factored this into their plans. They're going to take at least a year to factor this into their plans. They they haven't got any plan. They've thought, oh, Alien Predator, that's neat. Okay, let's get all this. And they've got a whole year's worth of stuff to get out the stable door before. So don't worry. We're not going to hear anything about But I don't think it's going to be five or ten years. I think it's going to be two, three years. Then we're going to start hearing rumblings about, you know what? We're thinking about maybe doing that. We're going to hear little rumors coming out within Shared about two universe. Three years. You know, it might be. You know, I, before I wouldn't have said that, but but now I can honestly see them doing at least cameos, if not other things, in some of their other properties. I, I can see Disney doing that. Yeah, I hope not, but it is what it is. They are they own the shit or states. <laughs> I don't know where that saying come from, but um, they they own the whole kit and caboodle now, so it's whatever they want to do, they can do it. I had the privilege to visit Studio ADI last yeah. month. Uh, they gave me a tour of of the studio, and and I got to interview Tom and Alec, and and it was just a great time. And I I asked them about because the the deal was kind of rumored. Uh, there were rumblings of it going on around that time, and so I I asked Alec, I was like, what do you think about the the whole Disney potentially buying buying Fox thing, and he was like, "Well, you know, it's interesting. At the same time, it's there's always the concern that there's less studios to to sell a movie to, because um, you've had these big these mm. big six movie studios for a while, and you have a lot of smaller production companies too. But these big six movie studios have dominated the industry, and and now one of them has been acquired by another one, and it's really rocked the the entire industry." So I really hope that that Disney has good stewardship here and doesn't try to to micromanage like like maybe they have with with Star Wars. At the same time, there's always the possibility, like we kind of talked about before, that they may just decide 
the Alien and Predator franchises are not something they want to manage, and they could sell it off to another production studio. Honestly, they could. And and you could call me crazy here. I would like to see it go to Blumhouse. Blumhouse has has been like the best horror production company right now, making movies with small budgets that have huge returns, and they're for the most part pretty good. Um, so I think that could be interesting. At the same time, Alien and Predator are big franchises, and small house uh, Blumhouse is a, a small production studio they have been doing a lot with horror these days though so uh, that that could be interesting i doubt it i think disney will will do what they'll do with these franchises and probably won't sell them off i'm just saying that's that's a possibility if disney's like we we don't really have an interest in the alien and predator franchises we're going to sell them to another studio that could happen i doubt it wouldn't it be ironic if adi took ownership oh man yeah (laughs) that would be something (laughs) can you imagine the fan reaction to that it'd probably be as 50 50 as anything else (laughs) it would though that's the weird thing who which one was it of them that the that he kept on mentioning adio's own idea for alien five that was tom Apparently, yeah. yeah, he did have an idea <laughs> for Alien 5, and, and we were kind well, of chuckling about it, it there. What was the idea? Uh, he didn't elaborate <laughs> too much. He just said it was Alien yeah. Salvation. I actually mentioned to him... Yeah. Uh, that was a joke title, though, wasn't it? Right. I, mentioned I, him like, I think that play. name was him letting slip the title, but yeah, everything else. Yeah, I, I told him that was actually one of the comic book names. Um, but no, it was, that was a great time. Those, those guys are, are awesome. And then practical effects are just so cool. What they do there is just mind blowing. So, and of course they're yeah. working on the predator. So we'll get to see, get to see them return to the series. Um, wouldn't that be over by now? Their contribution for that? What well, we haven't watched it yet. Well, there's reshoots. No, but they, yeah, they, it would be in the post-production. Yeah. Well, for, for us, I mean, uh, for us, we'll get to see them soon return. Yeah. If there's any digital effects, um, like I'm sure they have to look at their designs and maybe scan their designs or something. Like if there's a CG predator in the oh. movie, so they might have some oversight in terms of that. But yeah, as far as their their main role, it's probably done and over with. Was there anything their... in that video that you did because it's on our YouTube channel now that you had to cut out because they said no, we don't want this included or? <laughs> um really just their their products and stuff okay uh, i was i did have some like questions for their studio adi um uh products that they just came out with the studio adi collection um and and they're really calling them them art pieces rather than than collectibles because they are well, they are Right, and they are, and and I did get to see a table of them there, and and I was like, wow, like that that's just so cool that you guys are doing this, and and it, it's really just owning a piece of the studio because it's made by those those really talented people there. So mm-hmm. it's it's not like sideshow. I mean, sideshow does great stuff, but it's not this mass produced thing. It's it's very much you're owning a part of the studio here. Yeah, it's and like that's, a replica of history. Yeah, well, it's coming from the authentic uh, molds as well, isn't it? Yes. Well, honestly, some of the molds uh, they had to. I guess their license didn't include. Uh, I don't know if I can say this honestly, but I guess their <laughs> their, their license no, didn't uh, didn't include AVP. So they they took the AVP molds from the the Warrior Alien and the Queen Alien, and they 
they turn them into resurrection ones with the color. <laughs> Well, it's pretty much the Reversing same thing, anyway. It is pretty much the same. Uh, the queen did have the spiky crest. And so that uh, article and video is available to view online. You know, that's in the features section of the website and on the YouTube channel. And I still hate Ridgetop that, you know, he got to go and do that and I didn't. <laughs> yeah, we all had a secret meeting where he drew the short straw. That's right. <laughs> Honestly, no. To Wouldn't it be the long straw? About this, none of us had any idea about it. Well, I, I did. I consulted it out for him. One more thing, guys. Sorry, real quick. <laughs> I know I was, I know I was trolling on the prequels a little bit. I'm fine if they do another one. Like, if if you guys like the prequels, that's great. Like, there's things about them that I really enjoy. And if Ridley wants to finish mm. his trilogy and the studio's up for that, then I'm all for it. Uh, yeah. But I, I prefer it to not be part of the canon it isn't for me personally um and i think the canon at this point is so convoluted that it should just we should have different continuities and stuff and i think well, uh, Camp's film kind of fits into that you know it's not it's not getting rid of alien 3 or resurrection it's just something alternate and if I, fans prefer that alternate story they can go with that yeah i i think into what i was saying earlier about Disney being primarily a commercial venture company instead of let's see what this experiment in cinema can do. I think they, Disney, I think there's more after they see now the next Predator film goes, obviously, but I think there's more chances with Disney of seeing how an AVP venture, a new one might go. And I think, there is that chance now of tossing out things because they did it with Star Wars. So they have done that precedent where they've chucked some of the EU out and expanded universe for those who are wondering. And, um, yeah, well, they kept the prequel stuff, the Star Wars, but only the, um, cinematic stuff. So it could go anywhere at this point. And that's really? what's so interesting about it because they might, I think they don't know what they're going to do with this. They could keep things. They could throw things out. They could bring things back that have already been chucked out and renew them. It could go any number of directions. And it's so far ahead in the future that really we just can blow in smoke and just speculate. Don't know where it could head. No. Let's hope. Fingers crossed. I know. So (laughs) Nick's got some inside info, guys. Yeah. Keep an eye on hybrid channel for the latest. Yes, yes, explain to us your secrets. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. That but was our is, interrogation. It time. may be a little ways away, but it is this monolith uh, coming at us in the distance. Ooh, so monolith. Yes. It'll be interesting to see how it uh They, they will out. not... I, I think it's safe to say they will either do something with it or sell it off. They are right. not going to sit on it and let it gather dust. This no. is Disney. They want to make money. They have spent... How many billion was it? Fifth... How? It was like 54, to... 51, something like that. Yeah, 50... You know, anything over... Even a billion is a lot. They want to make as much money as they want. And they are not just going to think in terms of Marvel and Star Wars. Anything yeah. that can make their money back and get more money that go off a new direction... They are going to explore this at least. They are not going to let this go without exploring. And even if they can't figure out a way for, you know, 
anything to do with themselves, they are going to sell it off. So something is going to happen. Yeah. Something's going to come down the pipeline. I don't think this is going to gather dust. Yeah, they got Star Wars on the cheap, like four billion. George Lucas should have asked for more. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's how much his merchandise for a year alone must have come from. Yeah. Okay, I think I think we're about done now. Um, so you know it's time for the usual end spiel. The stuff that I hate doing as much as I hate doing the starting spiel. Um. But you know, you guys need to hear it. I do want to thank everybody who's been getting in touch lately about the podcast. Um, you know, it's always great to have uh, have the feedback, know that people are actually fucking listening to the thing. And uh, you know, I know Eric and Adam appreciate appreciate it when I send over the uh, the comments that we get. We do. We read everyone. And I do just need to do a specific shout out because he, you know, he messaged me the other day and he asked for one. So uh, just want to mention Games Reup from uh, Twitter. For uh, listening to the uh, you know listening to the show and getting in touch about it. Uh, so yeah, you, we are uh, we're on all the socials. You can find us on Facebook on, at Alien vs Predator Galaxy or just AVP Galaxy. We're on Twitter as AVP Galaxy, um, and on Instagram if you just want to look at the pretty pictures and not be hounded by links to news. Um, Instagram is just uh, Alien vs Predator Galaxy, and the the URL for the website itself is avpgalaxy.net. You know, swing by. Keep a close eye on us. Uh, generally, one of the fastest um, with the AVP news and, and exclusives and stuff. Um, Ridgetop, do you want to tell everybody about the T Public page? Yeah, we have a, a store set up on T Public. Uh, really, just some stuff with our logos as well as uh, there's other designs there that that we've just added to to our storefront. Uh, if you want to check that out, it's just tpublic.com slash stores slash avp galaxy um, we also have a discord channel if any of you are gamers uh, we have a text chat and a few voice chat rooms as well i know things have been pretty um, pretty dry on the game side of things lately but hopefully we'll get another multiplayer game sometime soon uh, if not we have a, a lot of retro games that, that i've really been kind of going back and playing and and it's a good place to discuss that if any of you are interested uh, that as well as just Alien vs. Predator Galaxy on the Discord app. And you know, I'm still playing 2010 regularly lately. I pop on at least once a week for a game. So you yeah. know, I'll, I'll I'll generally post on there when I'm jumping or on. Or Colonial Marines, the best one. Why are you troll? You know, the PvP is actually not bad. Not yeah. to get into it, but I used to I used to really enjoy the was it Escape, which was kind of like evac mode on AVP two. Mm-hmm. We have a team, a team of four v four, and one's marines trying to move through checkpoints, and the other's aliens just stopping them. Oh yeah, yeah, I do remember that. That was pretty fun. The multiplayer was the best part of that game, so it's a shame it's pretty dead now. But and, and Nick, do you want to tell folk where um, where people can find you? Yes, you can find me on YouTube and Twitter and everything on, at Hybrid Network. And if you want to follow me personally on Twitter, I'm at who's underscore Nick. We always say it, but we we try to make a bit more of our own YouTube channel as well. So maybe maybe some stuff will happen with that. We'll see. You can follow me personally uh, on Twitter at underscore Corporal Hicks, and that's you know ABP talk, nerd talk, Star Trek, airsoft, you know space, NASA, kind of any old kind of crap. Um, Ridgetop, do you want to? If you want to follow me personally on Twitter, it's at Ridgetop21. I'm mainly just sharing and talking about a lot of Alien and Predator stuff, but also just general gaming and sci-fi and and tech and things like that you're you're not forced are you ridged up 
Uh, no, sorry. You're not fussed, are you, Xenomorphim? One of these days I will create something so mind-blowing you will beg me for the <laughs> URL. But until... No, um, I've got... Uh, I've got a deviant art thing that I haven't uploaded. If you want to check the progress of my fan project, I will be uploading a couple of things on there soon. You go on deviant art and it's sent analysis. <laughs> and I know how weird that sounds, but I you had to pick something incredibly unique. Otherwise it's loads of numbers or something. So if you just do sent in as in sentinel and, Analysis, like analysis, sent analysis. It's um, that's the username on DeviantArt, and I'm betting 50% of people spell it wrong and they'll find someone else's account. But um, yeah, that's where I will probably be uploading things. But I will also be uploading them to the um, fan film section of the forum on the AVP Galaxy anyway. So um, yes, just check there, and I just basically copy them to my own DeviantArt. So keep an eye out for that one. Yes. And this has been the AVP Galaxy crew. Uh, this first and podcast. Hybrid Network. And Hybrid Network. Wow, I'm part of the AVP yeah. Galaxy crew now. I feel honoured. <laughs> so this has been our first episode of uh, 2018. Hopefully over the next few months we should have some more fun ones for you. We've got an interview with Cynthia Scott in the cards. That's Dietrich from Aliens. Um, I need to bug uh, Ben Rigby. Um, he's Ledward, uh, backbursted guy from Alien Covenant. That's in the cards as well. Our next episode should be a discussion on Aliens Dead Orbit. So we'll be having Ultramorph back for that one. And hopefully sometime soon, you know, um, January, February time, we'll also be having a another three-hour long episode on um, the Predator trailer. At least. Hopefully not three hours long. I do have to edit oh, these things. Oh, but after you've edited it, at least three hours. Our fucking episode... A podcast episode on the film and on the uh, trailer yeah. was longer than the films. <laughs> we will analyse the shit out of that trailer. But apparently there's people out there who like that, so yay it for likes us. me. Yes. Um, so thank you everybody for listening. Uh, as always, do get in touch with us, let us know what you think. Um, any agrees, any disagrees, you know, we always love hearing. So this has been Corporal Hicks. And Ridgetop. Xenomorphine. And me from Hybrid Network. Me from Yay. Hybrid Network. Yes. That guy. <laughs> yeah, who is Nick? I don't know. Exactly. There we go. Who's Nick? Yes. Let us know your theories. Thank you for listening, everybody.